0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Freeze Show and have a new mic today, so I don't know if I sound different. I sound a little different in my headset a little bit, but um, it sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, today, I just got back from a... I don't know, seven day, yeah, seven day trip to Hawaii. I know, oh darn, somebody had to do it. But I went because a girlfriend and a guy friend of mine, I knew both of them before they knew each other, or at least before they became a couple. And uh, they ended up deciding to, to connect their lives and become one. And they decided to do this in the lovely island of Waikiki, Honolulu, Hawaii. And uh, so I was invited to the wedding, and I decided to go. I was going to take my significant other with me, and uh, he couldn't make it. And so I had a decision to make on whether I was going to travel alone or travel with someone. And I took the opportunity to ask my daughter, Tiana, who's 33. Uh, I asked her, I said, hey, would you like to go on a road trip with Mom? And she said, well... Uh, yeah, I would. And so I said, OK, here's the deal. You need to uh, book the uh, hotels. You need to do the research. You need to decide where we're going to stay. I just I, I'm going to give you some direction, but I want you to to uh, have a part in this because in anything in life, the more input, the more invested we are in any situation, the more we own it, the more we uh, enjoy it. Just the more we uh, take part And so whether it's employees to the owner or the boss or it's in the family, if everybody has a piece, a responsibility towards the whole, it makes it a better situation. So a note to self, uh, you know, get everybody involved. Don't do everything. Let everybody be a part because then everybody feels like they're involved and that they have a a, a part and they're valuable in any given situation. So I'm going to talk about lessons I've learned and just experiences that we had on this trip. And uh, I am going to also talk about when God interrupts your plans, because there were some interruptions in ours. And so, you know, in any travel, you know, it takes somebody that is willing to be uh, flexible. Traveling is flexibility, because not everything works out just the way you want it to. And those that have traveled understand what I'm talking about. But it's an adventure and we have to look at life that way. It's, it's gloom and doom or it's an adventure. I, I look at everything as it's a journey. This life is a journey. Our life is a journey. And thank God, truly thank God that he's not done with me yet. How about you? Cause he's not done with me. I'm, I'm, you know, he's rubbing off the rough edges daily and sometimes that's painful, but it's necessary. So there's an article by Christina Fox that was written in March of 2016, and the title is When God Interrupts Your Plans. And so An Interrupted Life is, is where this begins, and it says, My life is filled with interruptions, inconveniences, frustrations, and unexpected events. Things break. Accidents happen. The phone rings just as I climb into bed. Traffic makes me late. Just when we don't need another added expense, an appliance breaks. Unexpected illnesses change me, my carefully crafted plans. I could go on and on. You probably could, too. The problem is I usually handle these interruptions to my life poorly. I react with frustration and anger. Like a young child, I want to stomp my feet and say it's not fair. I blame others for inconveniencing me. I'll even throw my own pity parties. Okay, I'm reading somebody else's article. This is not me. This is somebody else and she's just being honest and upfront in parentheses. It says small frustrations and interruptions give us opportunities to rely on God. I know that is true. And to me, it's it's like this. Wake up. Open your eyes Sue, pay attention. Now, whenever there's something that's causing me to have emotion, which is all the time. I always look at this as like, okay, is there a lesson in this, Lord? You know, what is it you want me to learn in this situation right now? And if we ask that question, he says, if you ask, you shall receive. So I'm asking for him to reveal himself and reveal what he's trying to say to me, the message. I'm a very, I found this out over years and years of, of being in business. Uh, Just like today, my my manager comes in. We had an early morning meeting after not getting in until after midnight last night. There's a three hour change difference in my brain. And I was there early. I like that being early, not late a minute. If you're not early, you're late, in my opinion. Anyway, he comes in, and he's got all these things he wants to talk about. The problem is he had no documentation. He had no paperwork. He had nothing for me to physically see. Facts, figures, uh, diagram, anything visual, because I am a visual person. I don't know about you. You assess you. But for me, you know, we can talk, and I can I can create a story or a vision in my brain. But if if it's something where I need to make a decision... I like to have as many facts and figures in front of me to where I'm going to make the most educated decision I can make. And because there is so much happening in our lives, so many interruptions, there's so much happening in our lives that we have to just kind of push all that aside if we have something very important we have to make a decision on, right? And we have to make sure that we've gathered enough. Then we have to pray about it. We have to pray and ask for God's wisdom. And the more we get to know Him and His Word, His word does guide us. The Bible is, in my opinion, the rule book of life. When I play a game, I need to know what's the goal. What are we trying to accomplish in this situation? So couldn't we ask ourselves that question about our lives? You're born and you have parents, one, two, maybe foster parents, step parents, whomever that are put in a position to take care of you for a while, not forever, thank God, but for a while. And during this time, you are learning how to cope on your own, I hope. You're learning how to assess things. You're learning about your belief system. What do you believe? What do you not to believe? And and let me just take a side note here and just say that your beliefs create your future. They create your here and now, but they create your future because you make choices based on what you believe. So if there is a belief system that's causing you to believe a certain way that's contrary to God's purpose for your life. Another side note, go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. Go there. Please go there. There are three pages of I am's. What are those, Sue? What are I am's? I am's are what God says about you. There is so many interruptions. There are so many sidetracking situations to where we get off course. And part of that is things that come in our path, things that make us believe something different than what God has us believe, such as you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough. I've had I've had these things in my brain and in my belief system. I've had these personally, and I knew what it took for me to get this out of my brain and my heart to where the belief system is where you're in alignment with your head and your heart. And those belief systems can change your life forever. So if you go to, when you go to my website, Sue fries, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, go there and there are free three pages of I ams. And these I ams, I, I would hope that you would read these daily. And what's going to happen is you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is scripture. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind because we have all these radio, all these um, tapes in our head, and we're playing these tapes in our head. And for a while in my life, early on, I I was unworthy. I I kept telling myself I was unworthy to receive love. Some of you can relate to me right now. Some of you have that same tape playing, and I can tell you that's a lie from the devil. You need to rebuke that thought. Just rebuke it, and you have to say it out loud because the devil does not hear your thoughts. He only hears what we say out of our mouths, but rebuke him. And when you rebuke him, you have to fill that void with something positive, something from God. So the I am's are what you fill it, your brain with. And you read these out loud because your ears will hear your voice much better than somebody else saying something to you, even though that feels good too, as long as it's positive. Surround yourself with positive people, please. Surround yourself with people that are going to build you up, not tear you down. Surround yourself with people that don't just tolerate you, but celebrate you. These are lessons I've learned. I've had to learn the hard way. And I'm hoping I can prevent or at least help you understand that you were put on this earth by God for a purpose. And it's not to be torn down to where you feel like you can't even lift your head and can't put your shoulders back and be proud about who you are. He wants you to be understand who you are, that you're beautiful in his sight, that you were washed white and clean as snow. That you are covered by his grace and his grace is sufficient for you and for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're tuning in right now, you're tuning in to the Sue Freeze Show. And thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy to be sharing this time because time is so important and we only have so much of it. You can't buy more time. Can't buy your health. So be aware of that and make the most of what you put in your mouth. Pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth and pay attention to what you're letting in your ears and your eyes. Pay attention. This is your temple. Your body is your temple. And we want to take care of our temple. How long are you going to live? Do you have an age in your mind? I do. I have an age in my mind. You want to know what mine is? Mine's 107. I know. Crazy, right? But I'm going to live till I'm 107. I I am reaching the age of 60, coming real soon. And people say, what? And I said, yeah, I'm reaching 60, and it's like the new 40. I think it's the new 25, actually. For me, it's 25. I feel 25 right now. With the exception of the knee that's giving me a little bit of pain, just a little, but that's okay. It makes me realize I'm alive. But I take care of my body. Could I do better? Yes, always. But I take care of what I'm seeing. I take care of what I'm thinking. I take care. I guard everything because God tells us to do this. And, you know, we can let interruptions happen, but we got to get back on course, right? So, though these interruptions are unexpected and catch me off guard, this is this person, Christina Fox, talking. They do not catch God off guard. They are not random, meaningless events. In fact, these interruptions are divinely placed in my path for a reason. God uses these interruptions to change me to be more like Christ. I agree with that. I agree with that. But if we're not paying attention, we can let it pass and not really get the message. We have to really be devoted and We have to be just focused on it. We have to be, the word I was looking for and I was having trouble, was intentional. We need to be intentional in our thoughts, intentional in our words, intentional in our choices, understanding the final goal. My trip to Hawaii, my goal was, yes, to attend this wedding and be part of that celebration. And it was wonderful. But another part of my goal was to spend quality time with my lovely, wonderful daughter, Tiona. I needed this time because we've had a lot of, you know, things happen in our lives. And she's going through some things, and I'm going through some things, and we were going through some things. And in our relationship, I my goal is I want to be close with my children. Always, they've been very much a priority in my life. And sacrificed a lot for that relationship and I want it to be the best it can be. That takes time, doesn't it? It takes devotion, it takes time, it takes sacrifice in order for us to have these relationships that are that are worthy. So God's first and He needs our time. He needs quality time. He needs us to sacrifice other things and to be devoted to that relationship. It has to be a priority and it has to be a goal. And then, secondly, is our neighbor, which includes our family. but these relationships, for me, in my age, relationships are the number one thing. It's not how many memos I can write and how much money I can make, how successful I am. Those are things are you know I'm just driving to do more and be more for God, not for me, but employing people and and helping them find who they are and 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 you know helping them with their careers and understanding that they are worthy. And that they are special and they're unique. So are you. You are special and you are unique. And you might not feel like that right now. You might not feel very special. You might feel right now very beat down. That I just don't know how I'm going to make it through another minute, let alone another day. God knows where you are right now. And he's right there with you. And right now, the Holy Spirit is just speaking through me. And our Heavenly Father just wants to know just how special and unique. And that he created you for a specific purpose that only you can fulfill. And yes, life is tough. And people can be really cruel. They can. I thought junior high was the worst. But even now, at my age, I see cruelty. that I think, really? Really? Is that necessary? You are very, very loved. And you are very, very special to Him. Draw nearer to Him. Put your eyes on Him. Ask Him to embrace you. Ask Him to be present with you. Ask him to reveal himself and your purpose for your life. And it might not happen in this instant. It might not be right this minute. Be patient. That's tough too, I know. Believe me, I know. But then you need to believe. Sometimes that's very difficult for people to really, truly believe. And then these little voices come in and say, ah, you know, you're not worthy. You're not special. You're not loved. You'll never measure up. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Those types of things, you need to keep saying that. I rebuke you, and you need to use the word Jesus. There's power in his name. The reason I say this isn't because it's just read on a piece of paper. This isn't from a piece of paper. This is from my heart to yours. It's from the Holy Spirit working through me. Because I have been where you are. Exactly no. I haven't walked in your shoes. Nobody can say they know exactly how you feel. All I can say is I can relate to some of this pain, some of this hurt, this depression that just gets you so low that you feel like you can't get you, even lift up your head, let alone jump in the shower. I've been there. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. Because without that time, I couldn't be talking to you right now with such such conviction that the sun comes up new every morning and tomorrow is a new day. I've had people close to me commit suicide recently. And I'm like, what? How did I not know? How could I not see the signs? How could I not know that this person who smiles all the time was so in pain that they had to take their life. Me, how could I not know? Ah, It's painful. So what I'm going to say to you is since I have been somewhat where you are, not exactly, but down in the downest, deepest place, here I am today speaking to you. And I've got a smile on my face. I just spent a week with my daughter, thank you, God, in, in Hawaii. And the time was refreshing, renewing. Was it all fun and was it all easy? No. And I will get into more of, of the trip and some things that happened. But could I and could Tiana see and feel the presence of the Lord with us? Yes. Yes. And, and he used us. He used us with a little waitress named Murray in uh, the Hilton in uh, uh, Waikoloa. We rode an hour on a scooter that you had to have a motorcycle license to get a scooter in Hawaii. And Tiana's like, oh, darn And I'm like, wait, I, got, I have that. I have a motorcycle license. So we got to get on the scooter together. And what a fun thing that was. The thing would only go 40. I pushed it to 45, but don't tell anybody. But, uh, you know, and we went on the highway, on the side of the highway, and made it to where we wanted to go. It rained. We got sunburned. Uh, But what? I wouldn't have changed a thing. It was so much fun. And we got to see things and park where nobody else could park. But we could see things that people couldn't see if they had a car or just people that were by foot they wouldn't be able to get where we got and so that was very exciting and fun so what i'm here to tell you is there's hope and there's faith and we need to believe and sometimes that's the hardest thing of all is to believe that things can be different that god really does care about me he cares about you cares about me really i'm important really There was a time where I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that I was important because of decisions I'd made, because of things that have happened, you know, and I just, I kind of took it all in as my fault, that I wasn't worthy to receive his love, anybody's love. But guess what? It's a new day. And God put people in my path that helped me to see God through their eyes, through his eyes. To where I could get freed from all that bondage, freed from all my past. Whether it was my fault or not didn't really matter at that time because he gave me his forgiveness. He gave me his grace to where I could forgive me. And I'm telling you this, not because I, you know, I want you to feel sorry for me or that, you know, you're thinking it's just for me because it's not the same thing that happened to me can happen to you. But where I had to get, I had to get to a place where I knew nothing else but to reach up and just say, God, I I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do. I am. I'm broken beyond broken. And I'm hoping that not everybody gets has to get to that point. But it seems as though that's when people get to the point where they can receive his love and his forgiveness and understand his grace. And that you are he is enough. He's enough for you and for me. Here's another thing. When I say I'm a Christian, it doesn't make me a weak person. It makes me a strong person. People say, oh, people need Christianity because they're weak. They need a crutch. That is so wrong. I think it's harder to be a Christian than it is to just be anyone else. It's a difficult path to be a Christian. But it's a a path worth taking. And he finds the way. He gives you the way. He shows you the way. As the deer panted for the water. The lamp beneath my feet, he's there for you. He's there for me. That wasn't in my uh, you know, my bullet points for today, but for some reason, I just felt that it was necessary and and for me, that was probably the best part of the whole show, but don't don't tune out on me, please. okay, we have a second half here. Um, I have more to talk to you about about this trip and what we learned, and it's gonna be really good. And uh, yeah, with that, I just want to read. A Bible verse for travelers. As Christians, we always want to include God in our plans in life. Maybe you or someone you know is on vacation, about to go on a trip. If so, pray to God for guidance and protection. Sometimes traveling might seem scary because we're not used to it and it can't seem, we can't see everything. But God can and he will keep you safe and watch over you on your journey. May God guide you and give you peace. I encourage you to be courageous and spread the name of Jesus on your trip. We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control,
2: and I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma. My mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants.
1: I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose.
2: I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me.
1: We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS.
2: Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services?
1: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
2: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. termite and pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or
1: termitelady.com. E. cola powerful termite and
2: pest control. As gentle as a butterfly.
0: Here's your host, Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much, E. Kola termite, and pest management services for sponsoring the show. And if you'd like to be a sponsor for the show, connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, like fries, one word, dot com, and I'll be happy to talk to you uh, about your situation and, and what you're thinking, what your concerns are, and we'll get through it together. And for Learning to Breathe... Uh, a great book, and it's been uh, recognized in at the London Book Fair as a bestseller, a, You know, one of the books that they wanted to feature, and it was really an a, amazing experience going there and, and seeing all that. And this book, people say, Sue, it's so much more than just a book about asthma, and yes, it is. It's a book, it's kind of a, a, a life journey, uh, for a, a section of my life anyway, uh, the early section of research. Receiving the Lord at YMCA camp and getting married, having a child that has chronic asthma and just going through all of that and then uh, being involved in a pest control company and realizing there's got to be another way to do this type of treatment to get rid of the bugs because we don't want to live with the bugs in our house because some of them are disease carrying and some of them have other issues, health issues, along with just being a nuisance. And so um, I thought, you know, I don't want to live with them, but I don't want to have all these other things in my house with my asthmatic son. So I found other ways to deal with things and I found a company where we could uh, test and, and put together a, a program of non-chemical alternative treatments to take care of the issues. The issues are there. We got to find a way to take care of them. So we did that. So E.C.O.L.A., thank you so much. And if you want to get the book, just connect with me by going to Freeze.com. So going back to this um, little story here, this, this story of Christina Fox. Slow traffic, a sick child, or costly home repair may not seem like important tools in our sanctification, but they are. We often overlook these interruptions and inconveniences and instead expect God to work in our lives through huge life-changing circumstances. But the reality is we often won't have major events in our life that cause us to trust God and obey him in some deeply profound way. We won't be called to build an ark or take an only child up to Mount Moriah. Rather, it's in these small frustrations and interruptions, the little things in our life where we are given opportunities to rely on God, to obey, and to bring him glory. You and I don't live in a series of big, dramatic moments. We don't careen from big decision to big decision. We all live in an endless series of little moments. The character of a life isn't set in 10 big moments. The character of a life is set in 10,000 little moments of everyday life. It's the themes of struggles that emerge from those little moments that reveal what's really going on in our hearts. That's from Paul Tripp, uh, Wider Than Snow. Interruptions of grace. These 10,000 little moments come in the form of our children asking us to play a game with them when we are tied up with something else. They are moments like when we get stuck behind a school bus, when we're already late to an appointment, or when we have a flat tire on the way to work. They are in all those moments all throughout the day when things don't go our way. Our plans fail and our life is interrupted. It's these moments where the rubber meets the road, where our faith is stretched and we look down to see whether we are standing on the rock or sand. Do we really believe that God is in control of all the details of our life? Do we really believe that his grace is sufficient to get us through the day? Do we really believe that the gospel of Christ is powerful enough not only to save us for eternity, but also to sustain the strength and strengthen us in the midst of life's interruptions? Do we really believe that Christ is enough to satisfy all the deepest needs of our heart? These interruptions are acts of God's grace. They force us to work through these questions. They make us face our sin. They are God's way of taking off our blinders and making us see that we need the gospel in every moment of the day. They are a light that shines on the darkest recesses of our heart, revealing the truth of what's really there. The sins and idols that we've pushed off into the corner, thinking that if we can't see them, they must not exist. The reminder we need, these interruptions remind us that we don't have life figured out and that we can't do it on our own. They are like the shepherd's rod, pulling us back from our wandering ways, back to our great shepherd. We need these interruptions like nothing else. They push us to the cross of Christ where we must remember the gospel and receive his grace and forgiveness. Christ cares more about our transformation than about our daily comfort. Did you hear that? Christ cares more about our transformation than about our daily comfort. It's hard to see all the little frustrating events and interruptions in our days as divinely placed, opportunities to grow in grace, but they are. And seeing them as such helps us take our eyes off ourselves and put them on Christ, who cares more about our transformation than about our daily comfort. There you are again. Rather than giving us a life of ease, he interrupts our lives with grace and shows us what we need most of all, him. How about you? Is your life filled with interruptions? Do you see God's hand at work, in them. So I'm going to tell you a little more about my story. We went to Hawaii, and it was very... It was so much fun. I'm looking for my notes here. Sorry. And there they are. Okay. A little noisy because this mic is just so sensitive. It's great. So we got to Kona, And we had a little trip to get to the hotel, and we were trying to figure out, you know, Uber, taxi. Well, at the airport there, they don't let Uber in, so we could be secretive and get Uber in there. But we decided to take a taxi and it cost us about $34, which, ouch, that stung. Then we get to the hotel. And so we had a day of discovery because we got in kind of late, like around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you can't really plan a whole bunch, but you can assess the situation, right? Which is kind of life, isn't it? We assess the situation to find out, okay, what are the goals while we're here? We want to see everything. all right? okay, let's prioritize. So then we went around and found out what it cost to do this and what it cost to do that. Well, how are we going to get from point A to point B? And so all these things came, and it's part of the the journey, isn't it? It's part of, you know, decision making. It's part of the choices we make based on what we want to do and what we want to accomplish while we're here. So we ended up finding out that, yeah, we could rent a car or we could rent a scooter. The cost difference was really wonderful. And just to have the freedom of being able to be on a scooter since I had my motorcycle license, which was really a treat. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, I haven't been on a motorcycle for a while because of my leg accident. And I thought, okay, this is a scooter. It isn't a motorcycle. So, okay, you know, in the mind, I'm like, okay, I can handle a scooter. It was an automatic, didn't have to shift gears. Not that I don't enjoy that or know how. I do. I've been doing it since I was 10. But this was just a little easier. Kind of weird, but easier. Still had the throttle. My my arm got really tired of, of the gas. Uh, but it was really fun. And just being out in the sun, we got a little bit too much sun. But it was so great. And then, you know, you know Hawaii, it rains a lot. Uh, it's, it's a warm rain. And, you know, you're not going to melt if you get wet. So that's not a problem. But when you're going 35, 45 miles an hour and, uh, you know, you're kind of just have your bathing suit top on and, and no helmet with a visor in front. So guess what, man? I was getting smacked with those raindrops. It kind of was painful. But it was kind of part of the, the whole experience. All right. No pain, no gain, I guess. But it was fun. And I wouldn't change a thing. So we went on the scooter the first day, and we went to the the uh, south the first day, and then uh, we, we found some places like Two-Step Beach, which I thought was funny since I country Two-Step. It was Two-Step Beach. I'll never forget that. And this Two-Step Beach, if you ever go to the Kona Coast on the big island, you want to check out the Two-Step Beach. It's really cool, and it has um, snorkeling, and I had... I had brought with me something that I had purchased, I don't know, 15 years ago, uh, a snorkel kit, and it had everything in there. And so I brought that in the suitcase, and we took it on the scooter with us. It was really fun. And we got to snorkel. We took turns. One watched our stuff, and the other one would go snorkeling, and then we switch, and we'd take pictures along the way. My daughter, being a professional photographer, was really nice. She, she actually helped me to see things differently, lighting, shadows, color, clouds. Uh, reflection in water. I mean, it's just things that I didn't normally see. So I was seeing things through her eyes, which is totally different than my eyes. I don't see things like that. Now I do. Now I'm aware. I have a new awareness, a new pair of glasses, as they say. My perception, my perspective is a little different now uh, because of my daughter and seeing things the way she sees things through a uh, camera lens. And, oh, that'd be a nice shot in here. How do I, where do I put the subject? What is my subject? And what am I focusing on? And what, what can be faded? And what can be, you know, it's just really cool. Anyway, I learned a lot about that. Um, and then the, and we, oh, we, ha- oh, here's another thing she did. She went on Facebook and she says, hey, we're, we're visiting this thing. Anybody have any suggestions? We got so many suggestions, and she had a list of all the suggestions, and she was checking them off as we did them. So she was like the activities director. She had her job; I had mine. I had to get us from point A to point B and pay for it, and she had to uh, figure out where we were going to do and where we were going to go and all of those things. So it was kind of a good thing. If you're tuning in right now, this is the Sue Free Show. And thank you so much. It's no coincidence that you're on the show with me right now. And there is something here for you. So just, you know, sit tight and and hang on and you'll find a golden nugget in here, I'm sure, because there's no coincidence that you're on the show with me. And if you'd like to connect with me, I would hope you would do that. How do you do that? You go to Sue Free, spell like fries, one word dot com. Go there. I mean it. Connect with me there. Uh, I have lunches with Susie and I would love to have you be part of that. Go on there and find out when the next one is and, and which one's closest to your, uh, your, where you live or where you work. And, uh, I'd love to meet you in person. That would be really super. I love to connect. This show, eight and a half years ago, was created because somebody, uh, said that I needed to have a show and, and he feels that that was from the Lord. Okay. Uh, that's good. And I said, what am I going to talk about? And what am I going to call it? And so what I talk about is the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And what I call it is Sue Fries. How original. Uh, it was the best thing I could come up with at the time. So it's okay. Anyway, so the second day – oh, I have to scoop back. Uh, her best friend from crib on said we had to visit this place that actually was right outside our hotel. And it was – um acai. Is that how I say it? I, think it I, I hope I'm not massacring this, but acai, and we had to choose what we wanted in it. And so we got the same one every day because it was so good. And at night, we came back and had a fish sandwich from our hotel that was so good. We just had it almost every night. I know how original, but it was so delicious. And we shared everything. It wasn't We, we didn't buy our own meal. We, we shared one meal between us, which was really, really good. We had to eat more often, and less at each meal, but it was really good, and we have very similar tastes, imagine that, and so it was really great. So, uh, yes, so in the evening, we um, we kind of went over the day, and we kind of unwound, and our hotel actually had a luau every single night. Now, these luau tickets were a $100 apiece, and we sat at the pool and watched it for free. Well, not for free really because I had to pay for the room. But, you know, free in the sense if we didn't have that added. That included a pork pig, you know, where they take it out of the pit and they eat it, which is delicious, but I've had that done there, been there, done that. And so I didn't need to do that again. But to see the show every night was really, really wonderful and I could be in the pool, I could be laying on a lounge chair, I could be and and then to take pictures of the sunset, it was amazing by the end of the day I was pooped. She wanted to keep going but I you know I just my battery was running out. So I I was going to bed. But then we get up early in the next morning, had the açaí again, and then we got on our way. So the second day, we decided to go north. And going north, she had obviously her list of things she wanted to do and I had a couple things I wanted to show her from past experience of being on this island because it was my favorite time way back, way back like 30, 35 years ago. And I went back and and saw the hotel that I was uh, that I went to the first time I was there, which was newly married. And uh, I went to the same exact table and sat at it. And it was just interesting to go back so many, like 38, nine years later. Pretty amazing. It looked the same pretty much. I just, I, I reminisced about where I was then and how I felt then and what was going on in my life then and and where I am now and how I feel now and the person I am now versus the person I was then being in that same place and just going through all of that. It was a reflection time for me. And it was really amazing. Uh, it really was. So I decided that, well, we found this one beach. And this beach we spent all morning at. And there were turtles. Tiana, she just wanted to swim with the turtles. And we couldn't find any turtles the first day at all. We were totally just unsuccessful with the turtle thing. But the second day... We found turtles. It was I discovered them first, and she says, "Mom, wow, I can't believe you saw that!" And yeah, I did. And uh, they 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 just blend so well with the rocks in the water. But the water is so clear that I brought a water camera. And so I ran and got my water camera and she's got her phone and she's up on top of the rock and she's taking pictures. And I took the camera under the water, which I couldn't get under because she had the snorkel. And I went under just with my hands in the camera and I just started shooting, aiming at her and aiming at the turtle and shooting. And so that night she downloaded those pictures and I cannot believe I want to blow it up in a huge picture and put it on my wall of her swimming with a turtle under the water. It was an amazing picture with her eyes looking right at me. And it was amazing. Anyway, I did a, I got a really good shot. Thank you, God. Uh, she's being the photographer. I, I felt like I did my part. I definitely did my part on that one. Um, and then we, I said, Tiana, let's let's go. I'm fried, you know, because there was no shade at this beach, but it was beautiful. It was just the most beautiful beach I've ever seen in my This is so many your life. Uh, I just, I loved it there. And I took all our clothes, hung them up on the rock. They all dried and doing the Mother thing. And uh, then we got back on the scooter and we headed further north. And it was an hour ride on this little scooter on the highway, cars passing. And I was kind of in a bike lane. It was shoulder lane and they have it for bikes. But Tiana kept saying, well, we're on a bike, you know. Um, Yeah, Tiana, okay, whatever. I said, are you going to pay the ticket if we get a ticket? And And we were the only ones with helmets because there is no helmet law, but we decided to wear a helmet anyway. And she decided to pick this leaf. And so we had this huge, big, uh, big Hawaiian leaf that was as big as her. And so I think people were laughing when they saw us with our helmets, with our visors under our helmets. It was holding our helmet on. And then she's carrying this huge leaf, our snorkel equipment. We must have looked really funny. Everybody was laughing as they were honking their horn and, you know, but, you know, who cares? It was just, you know, two women on this crazy scooter. No, two crazy women on this scooter. And it was orange, the color of a cola. So I felt like I was right in sync with, with the company and everything. But anyway, so we get up to this Hilton that I had visited once before for a conference. And I said, Tiana, this is the most amazing hotel. It's just amazing. It's like, it's like a Disneyland in a hotel. It's just crazy. and They've just made everything self-contained. You don't have to go out of the hotel to have beach, to have a lagoon, to have a waterfall, to have turtles, to have fish. It was just all right there. And she was amazed, and we were hungry. Oh, there was even dolphins! There were dolphins on this on the premises there, and you could watch them feed and and train and everything. It was just amazing. So we're eating our lunch, sharing a meal again, and the waitress was very sweet. and And uh, we just started talking to her. I started, you know, opening up to her, and she just opened up and said that her best friend of eight years and the lady was one of the first waitresses that opened up this hotel 22 years or 25 years ago and she just died of cancer and here we are complete strangers and she just opened up to us and we just were there for her and loved on her to where we ended up exchanging phone numbers and we ended up praying with her right there on the job she took a little break she told the boss I need I need a little time and and the boss understood Uh, And we just sat there and prayed with her in public, in her uniform, in a hotel. Talk about being used for God right there. And she just tears streaming, Tiana and I being able to both pray. We've never really done that where we both, well, I think we have, but not in this type of setting. And I said, Tiana, maybe we should start a new ministry, mother and daughter on scooter. She started cracking up. It was really funny. But how fun is that to be able to be used no matter where you are to be used by God to just be there to just embrace somebody that's going through a hard time. So that was really wonderful. And then she decided to pay for a trip to go swim with the manta rays. Okay, this is not on my bucket list. Okay, it's probably the furthest down. It's not even on my bucket list. It's not something I ever wanted to do. it's crazy. It's kind of like scuba diving. I don't want to do that either. I'm afraid of what's down there. I just am. Sorry. I know there's no fear when you have the Heavenly Father, but it's not something I even want to just deal with. I just don't want to go. Okay. She says, Mom, I'm paying for it. You got to do it. We're going to go. And I said, Oh, Tiana, okay. If you really have to do it, I'll have to be there to protect you because I'm your mother. So we go. And before we get on the boat here, it went, it's going to go from very happy to very sad. So I'm bracing you. I'm just bracing you right now is all of a sudden we're waiting for our boat. And we had done a lot of negotiation, figuring out which, you know, all of that. And she had called the guy a couple of times saying, where is it? You know, all this stuff. And so we're sitting there we're waiting. And Tiana is looking at scripture and listening to what she listens to, which is, you um, verses uh that are audible and then i'm listening to a man who's singing who had half his tongue cut out from cancer and he was still singing praise and worship songs to the lord it was a youtube video and so i was sharing that with her and all of a sudden fire department trucks come with their lights uh you know spinning right to the ramp and i'm like this is not good this is not good and all of a sudden, this boat comes racing through the harbor, coming up, and there's a lady on top of a man uh, giving CPR. There's one lady, I'm getting chills, there's one lady that was breathing into the man to to get him breath, and the other woman was pumping like you do for CPR. And they continued on doing that until the paramedics got uh, him on that bl- that wood stretcher thing. Uh, and then they started, but then they stopped. And I'm videotaping this entire thing. I still have the video. And I'm videotaping this. Why? I don't know. But I videotaped it. I don't know. Sick. Kind of. But um, anyway, so they get the man on the wooden thing. He was not way overweight, but he was overweight. And he wasn't older than I was. I think he's like my age, you know, I, I think. Maybe a couple years older. But there he was laying there and everybody stopped doing anything to help him live. And I said, Tiana, he's gone. And she just started crying, you know, and I'm like, oh, boy. And and how surreal this is, is that here we are, you know, getting ready for an exciting thing that I didn't even want to do, that she's wanting me to do. And then this happens, and I'm like, oh, boy, oh, boy. And so they get him in the um, the truck, and they take them him away. And then we go out and do our thing. Now, I'm, I'm going to switch gears now. Uh, we get on the boat and we're going out. It's completely black on the ocean, and it's storms coming, so it's very rough. Which normally it's better if it's calm when you're going out. We go out. There's uh, 16 people on our boat, and we get to the place and they tie up. There's two other companies out there, and they tell us, "Okay, get your snorkel on, you know, get your fins on, and and hop out of the boat and get onto this metal." a flat thing that has handles all the way around it and what you do is you hold on to the bar all the way around it and you 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 lay flat to where you're on the water the top of the water you don't want to have your feet hanging down you have your top on the water what they do is they they turn this lights on and it attracts plankton and the manta ray eat plankton now they tell you there's no teeth they they don't swallow they they have no teeth so they are not going to hurt you they tell you that and guess what? I had to believe that. Because these things are 3000 pounds. I am not kidding you. They're as big as a room. they their wingspan, their their things are way out there. And the, what they do is they they you're laying flat in the water, you put your snorkel down in the water and they come up and then they do a backflip right right uh where you can feel the water you know you don't feel their their skin their whatever that you call that but you don't feel that cuz they don't touch you but it's so close and their mouths open up really wide big enough to swoop you in if they wanted to now what i'm going to say with that what an experience i don't i don't really care to do it again i've done it i can check that off it wasn't even on and uh it was funny cuz my daughter She made sure I got in. I'm holding on to the thing, right? And I I put my head down and just scream through the snorkel. You can hear my scream very loud. And so Tiana comes. She goes, Mom, you okay? And I said, Are you okay? And then all of a sudden, I said, Tiana, look down, look down. So she put her snorkel on. She looks down, and she screams out of her snorkel, and I cracked up. And maybe I'll talk more about this in the next show. But I just want to tell you, it was an amazing experience. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And God loves you. Bye-bye.